good Saturday morning. Welcome to the Joy of Gardening by Astorbrook. I'm Tom Astorbrook, your host. Another Saturday morning. Gosh, they just keep coming. Uh, beautiful sunrise this morning. Look out the window. It looks like it's clouded up a little bit here, but that's okay because today is August 3rd. And what does that mean? It is our annual yard sale in Yarmouth. Big, big. I am impressed. Our employees have brought in just a ton of different things this year, including myself. I have cleaned out the garage, and we have brought all kinds of lovely little trinkets and things. Uh, A lot of things that uh, were from my great-grandfather, a lot of old tools, antiques, uh, things that in our move just don't have a home. So uh, our employees have been bringing all kinds of things and putting them in the yard sale greenhouse. Now, for you folks out there that don't understand what our yard sale is, our employees work extremely hard for us year in and year out. And by doing that, they work a lot of weekends during the summer. And to have a yard sale is a very, very tough thing for them because orchestrating it, sitting in that nice lawn chair, waiting for people to show up and and doing all of those things, it takes time and energy. And why not have an opportunity for them to sell to all of our customers and also be able to um, enjoy you know, a little bit of time instead of working on a yard sale. So they're able to bring all of their things from home in. And we put them on display. You can come in and shop just like a normal customer. You go right through the register. You know, you pick your things up, you put it on a cart, and you check out just like you would at any other, um, you know, store. So the other thing that goes on with the yard sale is we have all of our plants are on sale from 20 to 75% off. Now, what I'll tell you is there are some unbelievable deals on plants out there in the yard. I had a customer the other day looking for a camisiparis, and we had one on 75% off. She was amazed that the plant was in great condition, okay? We have some plants that are stressed from water. We have some plants that are absolutely were just overstocked and are beautiful. They're top quality. It's not a problem. Uh, So just so you know, it's not just all ugly stuff. (laughs) It is some wonderful things. But anyways, so our yard sale starts at 8 a.m. So you have 58 minutes to get there. Okay, you can listen to the radio in the car on the way there. Uh, and make sure not to start in early, okay? There will be guards at the door. Unfortunately, I'm on the radio, so I can't do it. But So our yard sale, I'll be bringing up throughout the show because it's such a cool, fun time for our employees. I hope all of you can attend. But let's talk a little bit about what's going on in the garden because August is the month that I actually really, really enjoy because there's light at the end of the tunnel for me. Gardening for me is fall. I love gardening in the fall and gardening late summer. And I consider August really almost a fall month for me because the temperatures are perfect during the day. And at night, it's nice and cool. I get to sleep well. I feel energized. I have time to work in the garden. And all those summer flowers that I love are just exploding with color. You know, all the black-eyed Susans, the globe thistles really looking good. The hydrangeas are coming on amazing my perennial hibiscus are just about ready to pop. 
My Rosa Sharon are looking unbelievable. Flocks and bee bombs and Menardas and Russian sage, all those hot summer colors. I tend to like more than the pastels. I love pinks and lavenders and and whites and early season stuff too. Don't get me wrong. But there's something about those oranges and those reds and all of those dark, deep colors of summer that I just love and enjoy. And then, of course, mums will be coming and all of the corn stalks and pumpkins. To me, it is a decorating delight. I love that time of year because you get to enjoy it for such a long time frame, okay? And I also have time off. So that always makes me feel like I get to garden and enjoy things that all of you folks have been enjoying all season. Let's talk a little bit about the vegetable garden because last week I talked a little bit about I was going to fertilize and I was going to do all this, that, and the other. Well, let's face it, time flies so two days ago, I finally got out there and I got to, you know, work on some weeds. My wife has been doing a great job of keeping up on the weeds. And I got some fertilizer down, okay? And it was really, really needed. So a lot of customers are coming in right now and they're asking, what is wrong with my plants? They're yellowing. They're not looking so good. It really is the effects from all of that unbelievable heat we had. It, they're really starting to show the signs now. So a little bit of light fertilizer like Garden Tone or, you know, use the Neptune's Harvest. Uh, I used Garden Tone. Uh, I knew it was going to rain right away. So it was important to me to get that fertilizer down. If you have questions about your garden, don't hesitate to call 775-1310 or 877-393-8255. We are here till 9 o'clock. We'd love to hear from you. We're going to have Mike Story from MJ Story Landscaping coming in, and we're going to talk a little bit about his business. We're going to talk about a couple things that he does really, really has some interesting services. And he, Mike is the company that does all our planting. So when you come in and buy a tree and want us to plant it, Mike is our subcontractor. He is the guy that does all of our planting. So it's a one-stop shop. You come in, you want to buy five trees, you want to put in, you don't have to call anyone. It's a real simple, easy process. We'll kind of go over that a little bit. Um, but boy, the weather is perfect for gardening. So I hope you're able to get out and add a few things, uh, look at maybe doing some division soon, start making some plans for your fall uh, ideas and what you might like to do. The other thing that it's important right now to do, if you have specific plants you want for this fall, Okay, again, if you have plants you want specifically for fall, special sizes, special plants, now we're starting to do our ordering for fall, okay? So now's the time to start talking to us. Even if we don't have it in stock, if we can't get it for fall, it gets you kind of in the mix for spring also. So we're already planning for this fall and next spring. So come talk to us. We've got a lot of great plants in the yard, but of course there is, the selection is not what it is in the spring. When we're able to start doing our ordering for fall, which will be coming up in the next week or so, Maybe we can get some plants on a truck for you. You know, something special that you're looking for. Um, specific plants maybe you didn't find this spring. So now's the time. Next year's plants are already at the nurseries that we buy from. Okay, next year's plants are already. So a lot of things are big. They're beautiful. They look great. And it'd be a great time to put in the uh, the yard. 
So let's grab a couple questions here. Um, the first question I have is from Allison from Freeport. And her question is, my hanging baskets aren't looking great. They've kind of stretched out. They're, they're not looking good. They're not full anymore. What can I do to help them out? And how can I rejuvenate them for my fall season? So, Allison, we've talked about this on a few shows. And I've also done a couple spots with Cindy Williams uh, with Channel 6. And the thing about hanging baskets is they don't, they don't do well all season. I don't care who you are. If if your basket's still looking great right now, you've done an amazing job with all this heat and humidity and and tough tough weather. But luckily, you can rejuvenate these plants. Just go ahead and cut them back. I know it sounds awful, you know, but take that plant back to probably, you know, halfway up the pot, okay, with a pair of scissors. And I mean, be aggressive with it. Just go ahead and prune it, kind of like you know a bowl cut. Just picture placing a bowl over that, you know, nice hanging basket and just cut all the way around. I know it's going to look really weird for a little bit of time, but you may consider potting that plant afterwards into a bigger pot. Some new soil and a little bit of fertilizer and you'll find that plant will just explode with growth. Now, if you want to keep it in that basket, you certainly can. By taking a lot of that foliage and flowers off, what will happen is the plant won't have as much foliage to support you'll be able to water it better. New growth will start to emerge within a week or 10 days. You'll start to see a lot of things start to happen. Now, the key to success is diligence on your water and extra fertilizer. Fertilize every time you water, and that plant's going to respond with a lot of new growth. It has the root system, but giving it some more soil space is a great way to get things rebounded. If you don't have a big container and you have a spot in your yard, you can plant it. Take it out of that pot, plant it into the garden, and again, same thing. You're going to see the growth explode. Again, fertilize and water, fertilize and water. So, Allison, I hope that helps. Uh, we have a fresh crop of brand-new hanging baskets that are just coming on now because we realize that all of you folks out there after the summer heat have a tough time keeping these baskets looking good. So do you know? go ahead and take that process of what I just talked about and come in and buy a basket. They're twelve fifty right now. I mean, $12.50, that is, is a, a heck of a bargain. Something in the spring you normally buy for $25 is now twelve fifty, And part of the reason for that is we don't have any heat. We've used Mother Nature all summer. So we haven't put anywhere near as much input costs into the plant so we can offer them at a better price. And so great selection right now, a lot more coming on. So great summer colors, you know, oranges and, and kind of colors that will go along with, with that late summer, fall palette that you have blooming in your garden and maybe in your window boxes. So a lot of new annuals starting to show up. Mums are all lined out in the field. They are growing. They're just starting to think about budding up. And yes, our poinsettias are potted. So yes, Christmas is coming, and uh, they are looking absolutely amazing. The bracts are starting to emerge and and really kind of take shape. Uh, we'll be pinching them in the next week or 10 days probably. So a lot of things kind of going on behind the scenes to get ready for fall and Christmas. I know it's a scary thought because it's August, but we're always a season ahead. So Another question here, we have Josh from Falmouth. I have Annabelle hydrangeas. Can I dry the flowers? And if so, how do I do that? Okay, Josh. So Annabelle hydrangeas are not the easiest to dry. You can try it. Uh, the tough thing is my suggestion, 
pick them on a cool, dry day if you can. Pick them early in the morning and get them into a place where it's fairly dark and quite dry and hang them upside down. Okay. The tough thing is if you pick them when they're wilted or you pick them when they um, don't have all the moisture in that actual flower, you're going to probably not do very well. On Annabelle hydrangea, I tend to leave mine on the flowers and let them on the plant and let them naturally dry and then pick them in the fall or in the winter. It, it, they tend to dry better on the plant, so you may consider trying that. Now, if you have any of the paniculata types like PG or Tardiva or you know Limelight or some of those other big, big white blooming varieties, they tend to dry a lot better. And the same process kind of goes with that is you want to pick them when they're full of water, so you might water the plant two or three days before you're going to pick. And then you also make sure pick them when it's cool and then hang them upside down, okay, in a nice bundle and in a nice, cool, dry spot, you know. Maybe not a basement. Maybe, you know, a closet might be better. Your basement might be too humid. You may create a mold situation. So use maybe a closet, you know, that you don't use that often. And it, it, it being dark is a good thing. Okay, so you don't have to have a lot of light in there, and they'll dry up nicely, and then, you know, you'll be surprised what beautiful bouquet you'll have to use in the fall and or winter, you know, to add some interest in your home. So, Josh, I hope that helps. Um, we're going to take a quick break. If you have a question, don't hesitate to call 775-1310 or 877-393-8255. We'll be back for more of The Joy of Gardening on News Talk WLOB. Oh, you have lots of choices when buying plants and garden supplies. Wouldn't you rather come to someone at your local garden center where you know us and we know you? Someone who knows Maine soil, Maine's climate, and knows what plants will thrive here. Someone who will make sure you find what you're looking for here or at one of our other independent garden centers. We support each other and work together to satisfy you. Wouldn't you rather come to your local garden center? We're the independent garden centers of Maine at maineigc.com. Do you have planting insurance? You can with Biotone Starter Plus from Mespoma. It's the ultimate starter plant food, and you can use it for everything you plant. Just mix it in with the soil. It works like three products in one to guarantee your success, even in poor soils. The secret is a special blend of natural organic plant food, beneficial microbes, and mycorrhizal fungi. The result is that plants grow faster, roots grow deeper, and flowers and vegetables become more abundant. Maintain your plants with the Tones, a full line of organic plant foods including Holly Tone, Plant Tone, and Rose Tone. There's a tone for almost every tree, shrub, flower, or vegetable. Best of all, every Espoma product is safe for people, pets, and the environment. Look for Biotone Starter Plus at your local garden center and visit espoma.com videos for product info and valuable gardening tips. Espoma, a natural in the garden since 1929. 
Summer sales at garden centers are a dime a dozen. But what are you really getting? Scrawny plants that nobody wanted in the first place won't help your garden. August Bargain Days at Estabrooks features big, beautiful, and healthy plants that have been cared for and, in many cases, grown by the talented staff, all at a fraction of the price. All plants are now 20 to 75% off at Estabrooks in Yarmouth, Scarborough, and Kennebunk. See the difference and save big today. To learn more, visit estabrooksonline.com. Estabrooks for the joy of gardening. Whether you're visiting for the summer or enjoying a vacation at home, the last thing you want to do is waste precious time, especially in the garden. Esther Brooks in Yarmouth, Scarborough, and Kennebunk makes decorating your home with beautiful plants quick and easy. They've got a great selection and great people here. I can always find what I need. It's just a wonderful place to shop. It's right down the road for me, too, so that makes it convenient. To learn more, visit EstherBrooksOnline.com. Esther Brooks for the joy of gardening. Welcome back to The Joy of Gardening by Estabrooks. I'm Tom Estabrook. Another Saturday morning here. A little cloudy out there. I was kind of surprised. I thought the weather was going to be a little better today. Hopefully it'll burn off, but it's our annual yard sale. August 3rd, annual yard sale in Yarmouth. You know, absolutely fun time for all our employees and or you never know what type of treasure you're going to find at a yard sale. So, you know, all those scratch and dent items are deeply discounted. Things were discontinuing and also stuff that our employees have brought in. So all kinds of treasures there. Uh, You know, unfortunately, our employees kind of tend to bring a whole bunch of stuff, and then they might buy some stuff to bring home. I've held off so far, so far. There's a couple things in there that have caught my eye, but I'm holding off. I'm on a, I'm, I'm getting rid of stuff this year. I'm not bringing more stuff to my house, and my wife is, I'm sure, happy about that. Um, but we have Mike Story from MJ Story Landscape Construction, is it? Yes, sir. Yes. Hey, Mike, good morning. Good morning. So let, let's talk a little bit about your company. Just give us a, a company history, if you would. Our company has been in business for 12 years now. Um, I started it after I graduated college. Uh, basically stem from my interest in the outdoors mm. and, uh, you know, gardening as well as hardscaping and all that stuff. So I started it up um, as a small company. It was basically myself, a rake and a shovel. And uh, we've grown over the last 12 years. Um, to this point, I have 10 employees. And uh, we, we kind of specialize in uh, hardscapes, stonework, Drainage, light excavation, uh, planting, almost anything you can think of. We say we'll do everything but mow your lawn for you. (laughs) There you go. And that's not a bad thing. There's plenty of people mowing lawns out there. So, you know, if you can stay away from that, you know, that's not a bad thing. So um, let's talk a little bit about you do our planting program. So, you know, for a lot of folks that don't understand this, when you come into the nursery, you can buy a plant pay us for the planting, the delivery, all the amendments, all of that, and then you kind of walk away. And, you know, what we do is we contact Mike, you know, or Colton at uh, MJ Story and tell, let them know that an order has been done, and then they contact you and come out to the house, look at the site, make arrangements, figure out all of that, and uh, it, it goes pretty smooth. Yeah, we've made it a fairly uh, seamless process. Uh, We try to make it easy for the customer. So when they come in and uh, purchase the plant, 
they can get all the amenities, as you said, with it. Um, we get contacted from Esther Brooks, and uh, we line up a appointment so we can meet on site, see exactly where the plant's going to go, um, do our dig safe in everything we need to do to get ready. Um, the plants get delivered. Uh, we send a crew over, plant it, and uh, you're all done. So for most customers, it really re- requires to purchase the plant, meet with us once, and it's all taken care of from right. there. Obviously, water the plant or tree after it's absolutely you know care always is important with the planting process i guess the the thing that i wanted to kind of bring to people's attention is we're using a company you know and there are many good companies out there you know that will plant a tree for you if you have a relationship with somebody that's great you know it's not a problem the big thing is scheduling those folks to come plant one tree or you know them finding a time to fit that in the schedule the nice part with Mike at NJ Story, we've carved out time almost every week. So we've kind of done that for you. So you don't have to make the phone call and wait for a return call. And should I buy the plant or shouldn't I buy the plant? If the other nice thing is if Mike comes to the consultation and you have other things that need to be done, you can discuss that. And that's with Mike and you. That doesn't go through Estabrooks. That's something you can say, hey, you know, I've got this area over in the yard that really needs to be cleaned up, and I don't have time and or the energy to do it. Can you help me out with that also? So you guys kind of are able to fill that gap too. Yeah, it happens quite regularly that we'll get on site and we're looking at the plant project, and uh, somebody had another small project or a large project mm-hmm. in mind, and uh, we can – discuss that separately and it seems to go pretty well you know we've uh, developed uh, a lot of great relationships Mm -hmm. uh, through the planning program it all stemmed from planting a tree or two trees and uh, and it it kind of develops from there so we are able to take care of the needs of many other things so um, it works really well for us as well as well, let's talk a, a, a little bit about, you know, your area that you you kind of, your home base is in what, North Yarmouth? Where or I, is it Cumberland? We're in Cumberland. It's, all, it, it's like the triangle <laughs> over there, you know. Uh, you never know if you're in North Yarmouth or you're in Cumberland, I think, sometimes. so. Yeah, we're based out of Cumberland. Um, I'm at uh, 224 Middle Road. And, you know, the majority of our work is within a 10, 15-mile radius of, of where we're located. And uh, we do travel. Um, you know, obviously, we would prefer not to if we can avoid it. Sure. But, um, for larger projects, sometimes we'll travel a little more distance. But um, it makes us local, so, you know, we can um, get to the sites quickly in the morning and, uh, you know, work with people within our community. Uh, that's really what we take a lot of value in is uh, being part of the community, helping out where we can, mm-hmm. and um, and being a good good part of the community. Sure, absolutely. If you have a question for myself or Mike, give us a call, 775-1310 or 877-393-8255. So with that travel, unfo- unfortunately or fortunately, you're doing the planting program. So you go all the way down into Kennebunk, Wells. You know, you've been all over with this planting program and get to see a lot of different customers and, you know, the needs within the yard. Um, we're going to talk, a, a, you know, a, a bunch about some different programs you have. And one is your Perfect Pavers um, program. And the other is some 
a cool fire pit you guys have designed and, and are manufacturing. So, you know, your company does everything, outdoor kitchens, you know, fire pits, all kinds of, you know, really if the customer can come up with an idea, you guys can kind of try to work it out for them. Yeah, we've really developed over the past 12 years as a company. You know, we started out, you know, doing some basic yard work, light excavation. And we've grown into a company that almost can pretty much give you anything you want. Um, we take pride in our capabilities of being able to deal with uh, strange, unordinary situations mm-hmm. um, and being able to um, not only take functionality in mind, but also um, provide a beautiful product. So, you know, with anything we do in our business, uh, we always believe that, uh, you know, the work that you don't see is the most important. Mm-hmm. Um, where Whether it's base preparation for your walkways, whether it's for your walls, um, any of that, you need to make sure you do it right the first time. So it's a one-time investment. It's not a multiple-time investment because we see it all the time where we have to go replace something that was done three to five years ago right so um you know we we work on making sure all our employees are educated uh we look for the best employees we can find Mm -hmm. and uh we make sure we educate them in-house and make sure all the proper procedures are followed on every job that we do to ensure the you know that we can give a top quality product yeah i would say you know looking at mike's jobs over the years consistency is very key i mean we've worked together a lot over the years you know i've gone to many projects and helped work with designing planting beds and you know talking about a whole bunch of different you know scenarios and you know the bed prep and and things that mike does you know take always take into account folks if you're putting a new walkway in or you're doing other things, the base work is very important, like Mike said. But the other thing is it's a great opportunity to build your planting beds. And there are many times that you guys go in, you build a walkway, redo the beds, reshape them, get it all ready. And then the customer might want to plant it instead of you know hiring a landscaper. And that's the toughest work to landscaping folks is that bed prep. It's awful. You spend 90% of your time bed prepping and getting the soil ready and 10% planting, (laughs) you know, I mean that, and to truly have a good garden, that's what you need to do. Exactly. And, uh, you know, we always consider ourselves, uh, you know, a full service. So when we give a price on something, um, it doesn't just include your walkway unless you specifically Mm -hmm. ask for that. Uh, so a lot of times it'll be broken down into say you want a walkway and you want some beds. So uh, we call it, uh, if a customer is interested in playing themselves, we call it plant-ready beds. So, you know, we, we go in, we'll remove the sod or fill or whatever might be there, um, and we put in the, the proper depth of loam. So that loam's all ready for, you know, the majority of uh, perennials can just be placed right in the bed. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes if you, you know you want a, a tree or a larger bush in a certain spot, we'll go a little deeper in that area and mm-hmm. make sure you have the loam. So it's, it's important to have that high-quality loam um, that has the compost mixed with it so that, mm. you, you know, it's really essentially just going and putting your plant in, and it's going to thrive in that area. Yeah, it's just going to take off, you know, like we've talked about in the past, you know, the super soil, you know, it's just that 50-50 loam compost mix. It just, you know, 
the plants just thrive and jump in it. You know, the more you use better soil and the more your soil is better, the plants just respond. Now, obviously, we've talked a lot, too, about the amount of compost that we're putting in our gardens and whether or not it's a good thing or not. And are we too rich with this type of soil starting off? You're just perfect to start. You shouldn't have to add a lot for quite some time. Exactly. And, it, and you know, we even run into customers who say, I'm not ready to plant right now. Um, so typically how we approach that is we give the proper loam depth, uh, we rake it all out, and we'll just, we'll just bark mulch the beds at this time. And that will just allow, um, if you want to do it in a month, if you want to do it in three months, it'll maintain that bed, you know, keep the, keep the weeds down mm-hmm. and everything else. And then when you're ready to do it, you can do it at any time. Yeah, we did some great projects last year that, you know, let's face it, you know, hardscape work is not cheap. You know, and you want to pay the proper price for the job to be done correctly. So if that means you have to do your project in phases, we're all comfortable with that. So like Mike was saying, when you have the crew there, do the bed prep. (laughs) It's not that much more money. They have the equipment on site to do it, and it's efficient. And then when you want to plant, you can either call Mike or your contractor back and have them plant the stuff or come into the garden center, talk with us. You know, many times that's what happened. We had a wonderful project last fall that the customer came, saw us. We designed a whole bunch of plantings, and then Mike came in and did the planting. So, you know, you can work with your garden center with the landscapers they work with come up with a great project save some money in the fall and be able to kind of put a real nice curb appeal to your your home yeah we have customers we've been working with for 10 years um on their different projects so i always recommend when you start a project is to have a total vision in mind um you know if you have five different areas you want to address you want to make sure you don't address the front beds that you're going to have to drive over to get to the backyard. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, a lot of times what we'll do is we'll lay out a plan of how we're going to do this, and we just do it in phases. And so, you know, you you make sure you do it in the most efficient way. I always say I don't I don't like to see people pay for stuff twice. Right. Um, so, you know, you can work with pretty much any budget and get the result you want um, over time. So. You're absolutely right. Uh, I I like to tell everybody nothing's cheap anymore. <laughs> no, absolutely. Not. I mean, a cup of coffee's not cheap anymore. Exactly. You know, um, unless you're going to McDonald's or something, it's always ninety nine cents there. It seems like. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, we're going to take a quick break. If you have a question for us, don't hesitate to call seven seven five thirteen ten or eight seven seven three nine three eighty two fifty five. We'll be back with more of the joy of gardening on News Talk WLOB. Regular old mulch leaving your plants wanting more? Casella's Organics Nutri-Mulch is a superior mulch for improving any landscape. Made in Maine from aged native bark and earth-life compost, its dark color and rich texture are ideal for perennials, ornamentals, trees, and shrubs. Earth-Life Nutri-Mulch is nutrient-stabilized with compost so the bark doesn't compete with plants for nutrients. Visit CaselaOrganics.com or call 800-4-COMPOST for a source near you. 
Summer sales at garden centers are a dime a dozen. But what are you really getting? Scrawny plants that nobody wanted in the first place won't help your garden. August Bargain Days at Estabrooks features big, beautiful, and healthy plants that have been cared for and, in many cases, grown by the talented staff, all at a fraction of the price. All plants are now 20 to 75% off at Estabrooks in Yarmouth, Scarborough, and Kennebunk. See the difference and save big today. To learn more, visit estabrooksonline.com. Estabrooks for the joy of gardening. Whether you're visiting for the summer or enjoying a vacation at home, the last thing you want to do is waste precious time, especially in the garden. Esther Brooks in Yarmouth, Scarborough, and Kennebunk makes decorating your home with beautiful plants quick and easy. They've got a great selection and great people here. I can always find what I need. It's just a wonderful place to shop. It's right down the road for me, too, so that makes it convenient. To learn more, visit EstherBrooksOnline.com. Esther Brooks for the joy of gardening. Welcome back to The Joy of Gardening by Estabrooks. I'm Tom Estabrook, and we are here this morning with Michael Story from MJ Story, and we're talking about landscaping, your company, but you've got kind of some interesting things here with your perfect pavers solutions here. Tell me a little bit about that because Maine's a harsh environment for stone and for walkways, and we put a lot of salt and and things that kind of tend to deteriorate a lot of our things that we use in our yard so tell me a little bit about this process because i don't know anyone else doing this well we realized over the years as we've been uh installing uh you know thousands and thousands of square feet of hardscapes that uh you know it's it's almost like anything else that you need some maintenance in your hardscape so we always get the common question about weeds mm-hmm. about salt deterioration about uh you know the edging that comes up around the side everybody knows everybody's seen that and mm-hmm. had it happen um and you know basic movement um so what's really great about our industry is that they've put a lot of uh energy and in time into overall education so there's a lot of uh, great hardscapers out there now Mm -hmm. um you know there's a lot of professionals that are doing a good job they're giving you the proper base they're using the the proper fabric so what we're finding is is that uh, for the most part a lot of a lot of uh hardscapes are in fairly good condition um as far as overall basic movement you see some from 20 years ago where Mm. they threw it on clay and it's four feet We, we consider those not not able to be saved at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the last five to ten years, has been a lot put in. Maybe there's just some grass growing up in it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so they've come a long ways uh, with the, not only the pavers, but the polymeric sands. So we decided that there's not really a, a maintenance cure. If you put, uh, say, $5,000 into your walkway, most people don't want to make that investment again in a short time frame. Right. So we uh, we started educating ourselves on the process of um, of a restoration, which uh, is pretty popular in other states. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll see it a lot uh, in Florida and uh, down south, but there's not a lot in this area. And the reality is, we're in the harshest climate. Uh, for hardscapes because we're in a real high freeze thaw cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have 
a, a lot of movement. Um, and, and that's okay because they're meant to be a flexible system. But what it does is it requires more, more maintenance. Mm-hmm. Um, and the majority of people don't maintain their walkways like some other investment. You know, you see a lot of people sealing their driveways. Right. Well, not a lot of people um, seal their walkway. Right. Um, so, you know, it's just like any other product that's out in the environment. You need to take care of it. So what we've done is uh, we've created Perfect Pavers, which essentially is um, bringing your your hardscape back to life. So we we come over and we'll assess the situation. Um, some people have movement, which is a simple, you know, resetting of mm-hmm. the of the um the hardscape surface had kind of an area that might have you know settled over time or you know puddle tends to you know pond up there you know so you got to go in and do a little bit of fixing there exactly and you know a lot of times it'll be where it meets steps Mm -hmm. before people were aware of uh the uses of geosynthetics uh to stop from that to stop that settling you'll see a lot of settling up against steps you'll Mm -hmm. see a lot of uh you know maybe there's a paver just indented where it's Mm -hmm. where it's puddling and uh, what a lot of people don't realize is as you start getting those puddles, it just keeps getting worse and worse mm-hmm. and worse. So the first thing we do is, uh, you know, we would reset anything that's out of place. Um, now, the second thing that we do is uh, we deal with the joint material. Um, people don't realize the importance of that joint material. So. In the last uh, five years or so, um, it's been a little longer in existence, but it's become really popular is the polymeric sand. Mm -hmm. Um, The polymeric sand is a sand that goes in dry, and once you um, wet it, you need to make sure you do it properly. You can't over-wet it. it sets up to, I would say, uh, it's it's a little harder than a rubber consistency, Mm -hmm. but it's still flexible. So you'll have a lot of walkways that were just sand or stone dust filled, and uh well what comes with that is weeds Weeds. um if there's water runoff um the water will wash out the joint material which is essentially the strength of your walkway Mm -hmm. so um after we would reset we actually physically wash out the joints Mm -hmm. Um, now it's important that you get a a good depth out of your joints you want to you want to make sure you're over an inch um filling up with polymeric sand so you need the proper um power washer with head to make sure you clean these joints out Mm -hmm. um once they're they're cleaned out you need to let it dry and then you can put down your your polymeric sand um and so you put in your polymeric sand you need to make sure you use a plate compactor to shake it down into the joints so not something that every homeowner is going to (laughs) have no we see it a lot where somebody will um you know go to home depot or a local hardscape center and and buy polymeric sand and sweep it in their walkway um the reason you can't do that is because that's called capping Mm -hmm. and when you cap and you only have a quarter inch or or half inch thickness it's not going to hold up. You need to make sure you have, um, like I said, over an inch. You almost want, you know, most of ours we can get full thickness of the of the paver mm-hmm. or uh, brick or whatever it might be um, in thickness, and that's how it holds up. And uh, these products uh, have really evolved, and they're they're doing great. So what they do, I say they don't eliminate, but they really minimize your weeds, your insects. Um, it won't wash away. No um, more ants. 
<laughs> and all those little lovely sand piles in your patio? Yeah, well, a lot of time what you'll see, you know, ants ants are harder, but um, it's the it's the weeds. Yeah. Um, but it's really hard for an ant to, to dig through the polymeric sand as well. Um, so at that point, we've, we've got everything back to where it's supposed to be. Um, we've dealt with the, uh, the pavers that are out of place. We've dealt with the joint material. Now, typically, we need to wait 30 days because uh, polymeric sand um, does have a curing process because mm-hmm. it's made out of – it has Portland um, in it. So we let it cure for 30 days, and then we do the sealing process. Now, um, we run into a lot somebody uh they they cut their their shrubs in the fall and they left it sitting on their patio mm. um and what it does is you know most hardscape surfaces are very porous and they essentially when you get the acids and the releases um from those from the leaf material it will actually stain mm-hmm. the hardscapes so we have a process to remove stains um, we can get most any stains out. It's sometimes uh, they'll be a little too far, mm-hmm. but um, almost anything can be can be removed from your surface. So once we re- we remove the stains, we then can go ahead and uh, seal the surface for you. And what the sealing of the surface basically does is it fills all the porous joints. But what's really neat about it is um, it doesn't make it slippery. Mm-hmm. So you're still able to have that um, traction that you need. You know, a lot of people worry about wintertime. Absolutely. Um, and, and falling. It doesn't change the texture um, of the surface uh, when applied properly. So, Does it allow the water to still move down through the paver? Um, well, typically, you know, the water doesn't move through pavers. You want it okay. to run off the surface. Absolutely. You want it kind of crowned. Exactly. Yep. Um, so... Um, it does keep moisture out of your pavers, mm-hmm. which can over time deteriorate um, your pavers mm-hmm. or your stone. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it seals it. And at that point, it's kind of amazing because you can spill almost anything on that surface. And it's not going to be absorbed by the, by the paver. So once you seal it, number one, it brings back your, your color. Mm-hmm. So you know you bought you, you you purchased a walkway five six years ago. The sun has beat on it. And it's kind of looking a, a little less than nice. You can bring it back, um, and we have different finishes we can use. So we could make it a wet look. A lot mm-hmm. of people love their hardscapes when they're wet. Mm, yeah, bring natural colors kind of come out, and you know it looks really really you know attractive. Yeah, it, it, it's dark and it's rich, and um, so we can do that, and we can do it with a shine, so mm-hmm. it looks like it's wet all the time. We can do it as a flat, which just is basically a, a color enhancement. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people come to us and say, I don't want it to change, but I want to protect my mm-hmm. my surface. And we can also do it as a natural look so that you can't even tell that anything was done. So when you when you protect from the stains and you protect from the sunlight and you protect from all of what Mother Nature has to give you, um, you're really lengthening the life of, of your surface um, and making it look better. All right. Well, we're going to take a 
quick break and come back on that topic because I think that's the the biggest thing. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more from the Joy of Gardening on News Talk WLOB. not know it, but most lawn fertilizers actually spread chemicals and pesticides across your entire lawn. Until now, that's been the history of lawn care products. It's also why Espoma has developed an affordable, all-natural lawn program that is safe for kids and pets. The program consists of four organic fertilizers that are specifically formulated to keep your lawn green. Each product lasts two and a half times longer than traditional chemical products, and they won't burn your lawn or leach away. You already know Espoma as a name you can trust. They've been making organic plant foods like Holly Tone and Plant Tone for over 84 years. Imagine a great-looking lawn that you're not afraid to walk barefoot on. It's a whole new day in lawn care. Look for Espoma organic lawn food products wherever quality lawn and garden products are sold. And visit Espoma.com videos to learn more about organic lawn care. Espoma, a natural in the garden since 1929. At Costa Maine Organic Products, we've known for a long time that plants love lobster just as much as people do. It's one of the reasons we started composting marine residuals back in 1996. And although we've had great success in getting gardeners and their plants hooked on lobster throughout New England, the Mid-Atlantic, and Midwest, the heart and soul of what we do is here in Maine. Plants love lobster because the calcium and chitin in the lobster shells break down in the composting process and become plant-ready food that help to make your plants strong and healthy. And of course, the plants don't use any butter, so they're even healthier. So support your local retailer and Maine's lobster industry by using Coast of Maine's Quaddy Lobster Compost in your garden. Coast of Maine, the lobster compost company. Approved for organic growers by the Maine Organic Farmers and Gardeners Association. Visit us at www.coastofmaine.com. Welcome back to the Joy of Gardening by Estabrooks. I'm Tom Estabrook on this somewhat dreary Saturday morning. I'm going to the beach later, so this this better just like wear off. I'm not going to the yard sale, folks. I, I, I'm not going to be there this weekend. I'm going to the beach. Uh, got a little gardening to do this morning when I go home. I've got a few plants that uh, have been samples. Samples for 2014 uh, that I'm going to be putting in the ground. Uh, perennials, some new things that uh, we're trying out. And I, I like to use myself as a guinea pig on some of those things. Uh, you know, free plants are never a bad thing uh, until you don't like them. And then you have to take them out. So, you know, I'm going to be adding a couple new things to the garden. Uh, hopefully this morning. Uh, they're in the garage right now. Hopefully not suffering from lack of water too much. Um, you know, garden center owners are the worst people to plant sometimes. You know, we bring these things home and you just got to find the time. We're kind of like a plumber that has a leaky faucet. You never tend to fix it in time until there's a major catastrophe and then you have to do it. Uh, so today's the day. I've got to get these plants in the ground. I've made space. Things are looking good. But we're here with Mike Story from MJ Story, and we're talking perfect pavers. And uh, let's talk a little bit. You know, we've kind of gone through the steps of the process of what you do to kind of rejuvenate and, and to protect your patio. Let's talk a little bit about how 
a customer will know when they need to start thinking about doing it. And then also, you know, what the process is to kind of go through and get you to take a look and evaluate. Yeah, well, we find that um, as the awareness comes around that people want to do it not too long after their hardscape is uh, installed, you know, think of it as putting a protectant on on your wood uh, for your house. You paint it, you stain it, anything like that. So when you when you put that protectant on, um, you're essentially fighting all the environmental factors. So you have to wait 90 days after your patio is installed. Um, it's basically what that's for is to release the efflorescence, uh, which is a natural curing process of, uh, of concrete. Mm-hmm. And I didn't mention that earlier. Um, you know, part of our initial steps of cleaning, we also do a, a surface clean with a, with a hardscape cleaner. And, uh, you know, a lot of people see it, you'll have that white film that's on the top. And that's natural. There's really not a whole lot you can do about efflorescence. As your concrete cures, it releases the, the salt and minerals, and it gets on the surface of your paver. So you can wash that off um, with a proper cleaner and uh, make sure you don't have that white film. So as efflorescents are there we're finding that we're doing them sooner and sooner mm-hmm. and people are becoming more aware of of the that the process can be done so uh you know you don't have to either so you could wait five years okay and when you start seeing the weeds and you start seeing the deterioration and you want your your investment to look like it did the day it was put in um, that's when you can contact mm. us. So I would say there's a full range of at what point you can do it. Um, one is a definite 90 days after installed, and uh, two is when you feel it's to that point. I always recommend the sooner the better. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've protected it from almost essentially day one. And, uh, you know, it's not going to deteriorate as far. Mm-hmm. And, and is this a process that can be done multiple times over the lifespan of a, of a walkway or patio? Well, you know, your initial investment depends on how bad uh, your hardscape has, mm-hmm. has become. And your initial investment, it's still a fraction of the cost of a new installation. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know, you, you can pay for that initial um, it's generally looked at as every five years. Now, the full process isn't needed every five years. Right. Um, you know, you let your, your sealer, as it gets uh, kind of uh, worn down from, whether it's foot traffic, yep. whether it's UV, etc., you can basically resurface. And that's a very inexpensive process to, mm-hmm. to resurface after five years, and then you've brought it right back to its 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 initial life again. So um, you know it's really uh, it's a it's a great alternative to replacement, right? And uh, you know it it's one of those things that it's just like anything else. Everybody wants their beds to look good. Mm-hmm. They put a lot of time and maintenance into making sure their plants look nice, making sure the weeds aren't in the garden, making sure their driveway's sealed. And few people deal with the actual hardscape, mm-hmm. which many times is a larger investment Absolutely. than the rest <laughs> of it. Yep. So I, I feel that as people become aware that this, uh, this is available, 
um, it's it's a it's a badly needed service. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, um, with all of this type of of uh, service that you give, um, I assume you're probably you know your new contracts. You're talking about this, but how? Um, how can customers understand? Do they just contact you? You know, visit your website. How how would they contact you about you know at least getting somebody to come to the house and talk to them about okay, this is what I think the long range plan would be. Absolutely. Um, you know, typically uh, we just uh, we talk about uh, you know having the customer just initially make contact with us, mm-hmm. and we will. We will come out to your site and take a look at it. So you can, you can go to my MJ Story website, which is uh, has a free request link to it. Okay. Um, you can also go to our Perfect Pavers website. Um, it's Perfect Pavers ME, and uh, you can uh, look at the process of of what's being done. Um, we we describe it pretty well on there, and the, you can also reach us at eight two nine. Four three four five. Okay, so I'm going to give you a little bit of a hard time now, because I've been asking for a video of this stuff, <laughs> and so I want a customer to call and tell Mike that he wants, they want to see it in video, yeah. <laughs> the process, because I think it is something that if you see this, it's really, really, really the before and after is amazing, and I'm sure on the website there's before and after pictures. You know, but I'm going to give you a little hard time about that. Yeah, um, <laughs> Tom gives me a hard time every time I speak with him that we haven't <laughs> done this yet. Uh, you know, it's finding the time to to be able to take that video, and that's something we're going to work on real soon. Um, so you can see the whole process mm. and how it's done, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you can um, you can see the finish the before and after um, on the website. And uh, I can also I can show you in person what the difference would be because we have samples you can look at. Absolutely. So we're going to be wrapping up the first hour here. Uh, Mike, thank you so much. We're going to have Mike back at the top of the second hour here. We're going to talk a little bit about his custom fire pits. Um, you know, there there are. Let's face it. There's nothing better than a nice fire sitting on the patio. You know, enjoying a nice glass of wine with your fresh sealed patio so when you spill your wine you can just wash it off boy i mean it sounded perfect mike (laughs) (laughs) um you know so you know certainly we're finishing up the first hour where did it go so we'll be back for more of the joy of gardening on news talk wlob Joy Gardening. I'm Tom Esterbrook, your host, and uh, it's kind of rainy out there, but uh, it's seven minutes past the hour, and you're late for the yard sale. We open at 8 o'clock, it's 8.07, and you're late. You need to be at the yard sale, so I hope uh, I hope you're going to make it. It's going to be a fabulous day at the yard sale here in the Yarmouth store. Um, I'll be at the beach, and uh We've got a great guest here. We've been talking with Mike uh, from MJ Story uh, Landscape Construction. And Mike, uh, 
I know you guys do a lot with custom fire pits. So tell us a little bit about that. Uh, I know you've worked very hard on this and uh, give us some ideas of what you've got going on with that. One of the major needs in the in the market, and I've tried to come up with ideas that, that can really help people out. Um, and one of the major ones I've seen is is fire pits. Mm. Everybody loves a fire pit. Absolutely. So we're finding that the 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 question, how about a fire pit comes up every job. Almost every <laughs> job. And so we we got looking into fire pits and you know they have a lot of uh precast kind of models and you've seen it, everybody in their backyard has a ring of rocks and mm-hmm. and so, I've got one in my backyard. <laughs> exactly. So we tried to come up with um, a product, and I've been working on this for years. Uh, I built a lot of uh, templates that didn't work out so well. And mm-hmm. and uh, eventually what I did was I came up with a product that can be built off-site mm-hmm. that has the proper fire protection, so it will last. And... Um, in my opinion, and most people that have bought it, it's a beautiful fire pit. Mm-hmm. So it's it's custom in the sense that we can do essentially whatever. This is actually physically built by a stonemason um, off-site. So you can pick the color top you want. You can pick the color stone you want. So it can meet everybody's needs. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, do you have certain stone in your yard that you'd like to match or you'd like the contrast for that matter? Right. So um, you can also, we engrave the the top. The tops are all granite. Mm -hmm. And the top can be engraved to whatever you want. Um, You know, we've done some for wedding parties. Uh, they're giving the the new bride and groom a present. Mm-hmm. So they put the names of the bride and groom and the date, and sometimes they'll even put the uh, the wedding party. Mm-hmm. In. Um, and we're we're doing some stuff with uh, one of my passions is uh, breast care uh, breast cancer awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're we're making a um, a breast cancer um, fire pit right now um, that. Uh, that speaks to that awareness and uh you know we're gonna we're gonna donate back to um the the fund Mm -hmm. and uh help with uh help with breast cancer um awareness and uh and give some money back um with the proceeds Mm -hmm. so you know they really truly are custom at all levels um so with all that what we found is the price is generally so inflated with custom fire pits. So we we've set it up as a production line type model, mm-hmm. um, you know, based off uh, Henry Ford's <laughs> um, revolutionary um, mm-hmm. model. That you know we have it in a production line so that uh, we can get them done um, with less labor. And uh, what that does is it brings a price down to a price that you cannot typically buy another um, custom fire pit at. Mm-hmm. You certainly can't have a crew come onto your property, build it, 
um, you know, with all their trucks, their tools, their equipment um, for this price. And variables in weather and, you know, all of that when it's not in an, an environment that you can control, you know, obviously we know this very well. Mother Nature's not nice. And, you know, it tends to throw a lot of wrenches in many, many things we do um, and put our schedules at at uh, great risk um, when we just have bad stretches of weather. So this must be a great fill-in, you know, to help you out with that, too. It is. It's for that. And, uh, you know, we take a lot of orders in the fall for spring. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's good for the winter months for us. Um, and so... What the basic product is, is it has a a fire brick lining, um, and that fire brick will protect against the heat, the flame. And uh, we we set it on a two-inch concrete base that can be moved. So it can be picked up by a machine, can be set basically anywhere you would like it. Mm -hmm. Um, We can also get it in the middle of patios. We can get it in in the middle of the lawn, whatever you'd like. Um, We... We wrap the outside of the fire brick with uh, refractory mortar, which is helping with that heat, that flame. You know, with a lot of fire pits, you know, if you put stones around, you can see that they crack mm. under the immense heat. So you, you need that protection. And then, uh, you know, we actually have it um, rebar coming up through the, through the middle of it, which connects it to the base. And we say you could, you know, we don't want you to, <laughs> but you could drop it off a truck mm. and it's going to stay all intact. Um, we give a we give an airspace so that it allows for um, a separation of that heat, mm-hmm. and then we wrap the outside with a stone of your choice, and then the top um, has a fire brick protection on the inside, and then it has a granite top to the outside. So the top was really the challenge. Mm. We wanted to find something that really looked nice but was also protected. You can't just throw anything around that top or the the heat will really. Right. And it's also set up so that you can have a a cooking surface there. We put uh, grill grates in it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, some people like like to cook on the campfire. So that's available as well. And do you have options for, you know, folks that want to do like a gas you know, fire pits so they don't have to deal with wood and stuff like that? They can be adapted to gas. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, uh, they're set up at the proper size so you can put a, a regular gas kit inside, mm-hmm. and um, and it, it can be adapted for okay. that, yes. Okay. Is that something typically you'd want to know beforehand? Absolutely. You know. Um, and, you know, it's, it's one of those things uh, we're finding that people really enjoy the old the old wood burning there's plenty of wood around the yard typically <laughs> um the the crackling of the of the wood in the in the natural fire but but if somebody would like to have it set up for gas cuz mm-hmm. that's a that's a want to that is certainly something we could do okay and where where will will customers find information about the fire pits uh you can look at uh campcofirepits.com and uh you know we have uh kind of a display of the building process um, and we have, uh, you know, a picture of fire pit so you can see what it looks like. And, uh, you know, what we've really found is, is the website's great and everything, but when people see them in person, right. um, they really like them. And they're at an affordable price. Mm-hmm. And, and that's really what's key to it for me is that it's something that you can, you can afford to put in your yard um, you know, you will find a lot of these custom stone fire pits that are ranging, you know, up around two thousand 
plus. Right. And uh, and we're not even in that range. So. Okay. Well, fire pits. I want one. What do I got to do? Everyone wants one. <laughs> Go to our Camco website or give me a call at 829-4345, and uh, we can uh, we can talk about what you're looking for. Perfect. Well, Mike, thanks for being on the show. We really appreciate it. A lot of good information. You know, I, I think, uh, you know, with having guests on like you, you know, we're able to kind of bring to the forefront, number one, you know, the professionalism of our industry. Number two, the options that people have to protect their investment. And, you know, it doesn't matter if you're putting plants in the ground, you know, if you're you're doing a stone patio, you know, we're not done when we finish a job. You know, it, you really do need to maintain, just like you do your house, your siding, your paint, like you said, your driveway. Uh, you know, we tend to forget about our patios and our plants that you know um, maintenance and pruning and all of those are, are just something that we have to put in the budget and figure out yeah i would say uh you know maintenance of any investment mm. is crucial it's just like a it's like a vehicle it's like uh, your house anything mm-hmm. you have to maintain um you have to maintain everything and as we discussed earlier in the show None of this is inexpensive. It costs a lot to um, put in a hardscape. It costs a lot to, to do a fire pit. You, you need to maintain your investment over time. Absolutely. Mike Story from MJ Landscaping, uh, thanks for coming on. Thank you, Tom. All right. We're going to uh, take a quick break. We'll be back with more from the Joy of Gardening on News Talk WLOB. sales at garden centers are a dime a dozen but what are you really getting scrawny plants that nobody wanted in the first place won't help your garden august bargain days at estabrooks features big beautiful and healthy plants that have been cared for and in many cases grown by the talented staff all at a fraction of the price all plants are now 20 to 75 percent off at estabrooks in yarmouth scarborough and kennebunk see the difference in save big today to learn more visit estabrooksonline.com estabrooks for the joy of gardening Whether you're visiting for the summer or enjoying a vacation at home, the last thing you want to do is waste precious time, especially in the garden. Esther Brooks in Yarmouth, Scarborough, and Kennebunk makes decorating your home with beautiful plants quick and easy. They've got a great selection and great people here. I can always find what I need. It's just a wonderful place to shop. It's right down the road for me, too, so that makes it convenient. To learn more, visit EstherBrooksOnline.com. Esther Brooks for the joy of gardening. Do you have planting insurance? You can with Biotone Starter Plus from Mespoma. It's the ultimate starter plant food, and you can use it for everything you plant. Just mix it in with the soil. It works like three products in one to guarantee your success, even in poor soils. The secret is a special blend of natural organic plant food, beneficial microbes, and mycorrhizal fungi. The result is that plants grow faster, roots grow deeper, and flowers and vegetables become more abundant. Maintain your plants with the Tones, a full line of organic plant foods including Holly Tone, Plant Tone, and Rose Tone. There's a tone for almost every tree, shrub, flower, or vegetable. Best of all, every Espoma product is safe for people, pets, and the environment. Look for Biotone Starter Plus at your local garden center and visit espoma.com slash videos for product info and valuable gardening tips. Espoma, a natural in the garden since 1929. Regular old mulch leaving your plants wanting more? 
Casella's Organics Nutri-Mulch is a superior mulch for improving any landscape. Made in Maine from aged native bark and earth-life compost, its dark color and rich texture are ideal for perennials, ornamentals, trees, and shrubs. Earthlife Nutri-Mulch is nutrient-stabilized with compost so the bark doesn't compete with plants for nutrients. Visit CaselaOrganics.com or call 800-4-COMPOST for a source near you. Welcome back to the Joy of Gardening by Estabrooks. I'm Tom Estabrook. Just got done with Mike Story from MJ Story uh, Landscape Construction, and Mike's a great guy. If uh, you've never met Mike and uh, you have some interest in doing some work, he does wonderful stuff. There are many great contractors out there. If you are in need of doing some work this fall, my suggestion is start lining that work up now. Okay, um, you know if if you are looking and are interested in contractors, come into the garden center, talk to us. You know, obviously with the three stores, we have many contractors in each store that we work with that are local. You know, close to you, so it saves you a little bit of money. But uh, most all of these guys will will travel around for a good job. So, you know, the one thing I want to make sure everybody understands: a good landscaper or a good contractor is going to be busy. They're not going to be available, and right now typically is the time when they are the least busy. July and August typically they're getting through their spring work, and the phone hasn't started to ring for fall yet. If you're interested in getting a job done this fall, contact them now. Get your prices and make your decisions, and call them back as soon as you possibly can. Many, many times I talk with contractors this time of year, and they are pricing a lot of work. And what happens is all of our college help goes away. All of our, all of our nice help that we have, you know, from high schools, you know, that are working the summers, all go back to school. And so what happens is all of a sudden your workforce is shrunk by 30% or more. And so a lot of times these these contractors have a lot of fall cleanups they have to do. They have a lot of projects that they have in quote phase. And then all of a sudden the phone starts ringing and everybody wants to do them all at once in September and October. That is a extremely tough time frame for landscape contractors to get everything done. Because we don't know what the weather is going to bring. We don't know when the leaves are going to drop off the trees. We don't know all the variables that we might have. Maybe a hurricane, you know. All these things factor into getting your project done. And the last thing I want people to do is not get their project in and have to wait till spring. And many times that's what happens. So if you're planning on a project, contact people now. Make your decisions as soon as you possibly can and you will get your project in this fall. You know, a good contractor will at a certain point say, I can't do it until spring now. I've booked my fall schedule. And, you know, a lot of times people will have great intentions to get to every project, and then we have bad weather, or we have a hurricane that knocks three or four days out of the schedule. So you lose a week. And so some of these variables can't be foreseen. So contact your contractors. Start planning like I talked earlier, you know, start planning on your plant purchases for fall. Also, come in, visit us in the garden center, start placing some orders. But 
give me a call right now. 877-393-8255 or 775-1310. We'd love to hear from you, but I got a bunch of questions from our website, so we're okay. I've got Kristen from Scarborough. I have bee balm. It's taking over my garden. It's absolutely beautiful. Any advice of keeping it from spreading everywhere? Well, Kristen, bee balm is a very aggressive plant, and there are some new varieties that are dwarfer that stay more in check. Though I love the big old-fashioned bee balm. You know, the hummingbirds are going crazy all over it. This is the time when it's looking the best. But the best way I've found to kind of retain bee balm is every spring to take a piece of that clump away. So don't allow it to spread. So when you're going in and you're doing your spring maintenance, maybe doing your mulching and whatnot, take a portion of that plant away. You may just want to discard it. You may not want to move that piece to another garden, but take a portion of that clump away every year and give it to a friend or discard it or stick it out in a field or do something with it and cut that clump down because it's going to continue to get bigger. There's no way to really you know, keep it all in one spot. Um, you know, make sure the more you cut down bee balm, the more it tends to spread also. So if you prune it back a couple times during the season, you are promoting more branching at the base, which is great for a nice healthy plant in the summer months, but you will content, you know, make that spread more and more. So no perfect scenario, Kristen, but taking a portion of that clump away, I think will be a great way for you to um, retain that size and also put it, make sure when you plant your bee balm to give it enough room. You don't, don't put too many other plants around it. Give it a good six by six area. You know, most perennials, we say give a three by three or three by four area. Bee balm, a six by six area for one plant. If you're planting it in a clump, it will all kind of grow together eventually, but still plant three plants in a six by six area. You're just going to get to fill that area out much quicker. Um, Bee balm, a favorite. The hummingbirds are loving them right now. We've got a great selection in the garden center right now at half price too. So if you're looking to add some late summer color, great, great addition. We've got another question from Jess from Bath. And my yarrow is past bloom. Should I cut it back? Will it rebloom again this year? And what other plants might I be able to put in the garden which I can cut back and get them to rebloom? So great question, Jess, because yarrows are a lot of the varieties will rebloom very, very nicely. Okay, so what you do with yarrow uh, is you just cut it right down to the ground. It's yarrow. If you need to, run it on over with a lawnmower. It'll be okay. Okay, it will pop back up. The key to success for reblooming is fertilizer. So when you go ahead and cut it back, take some nice espoma plant tone, put it around the base of that plant and water it in. That's going to rejuvenate the plant. When you cut it off, it's going to look awful. It's going to look brown and yellow and just nasty looking. In three to five days, you're going to start to see the green leaves start to come back. In seven to 14 days, you'll have good foliage. And probably in about 20 to 25 days, you're going to start to see buds forming and things really starting to come back and looking great. So you can get two to three sets of blossoms on your yarrow. The new varieties like Saucy Seduction, um, Strawberry Seduction, the Seduction series are absolutely wonderful rebloomers. Some of the old-fashioned varieties like Moonshine, 
wine do wonderfully too. Nice, nice, um, you know, gray foliage on that with a beautiful yellow flower. And you know how I love yellow flowers. So um, I particularly like moonshine. It's always been a favorite of mine. Other plants that do very well with the same type of care and and pruning back and getting to rebloom Coreopsis. I can't stress enough how many beautiful Coreopsis there are now. You know, it's not just the old-fashioned Moonbeam or Zagreb or um, Creme Brulee, you know, all those old fashions. Now we've got Cosmic Eye and Red Satin and Red Shift and all these bicolor flowers, and they all act the same. They all really, really are nice, you know, big, big set of bloom, and then you prune them right down to the ground, and they pop back up, and they bloom again. Lovely orange varieties for summer and fall. Lovely red varieties like red satin, you know, but the bicolors, that that cosmic eye, and some of those are summer contrast. Love, love, love them. And if you prune them back right now, we're going to have great, great color in September. So even if the plant looks really good right now and, you know, it's got a lot of blossoms still left on it, you might sacrifice some of those blossoms. Prune it back right now, a little bit of fertilizer, and come September into October, you're going to have these array of beautiful blossoms. So sometimes we want to sacrifice a little bit to get a better result in the fall. Uh, other plants, catmint, uh, catmint, you know, or nepeta, great, great plant. Walker's Low, um, you know, is a great one. Six Hills Giants, a taller one. Catmint can be pruned back time and time again. Now with catmint, I take a little bit different stance. I don't prune it all the way down tight to the ground. I kind of almost shape it like a shrub. It's kind of somewhat woody. If you prune it back right now into a nice muffin or ball about a foot high, your flowers will come back much quicker and you'll get more of that big, big, beautiful blue flower, you know, that just constantly comes back. So shearing that back periodically. The other thing on these plants that I would recommend, don't hesitate to prune back. If you have them in multiple areas, cycle prune some of your plants. So maybe some of your nepeta in one garden you prune back at different times than others. Maybe some of the coreopsis in some gardens you prune back at different times than others. And so you always have this perpetual amount of flowers coming on in different areas and giving those big splashes. So it's the same type of thing we've talked about, you know, pinching Annabelle hydrangeas and doing all this stuff. It's kind of a way in your garden to keep things kind of coming on and things always looking absolutely amazing. So be proactive, you know, um, prune and cut back some of your perennials now for a great, great fall, fall show. Jess, I appreciate that uh, that question. It's a really good one and one that I think customers need to understand. You can cut things back at this point. We've got a question from Olivia um, from Wells. My foxglove has some new flowers on it. I know they're biennial. Should I plant new ones this year for next year? Foxglove, old standard, you know, old-fashioned plant, but boy, there are a whole lot of new genetics in foxglove. Foxglove is one that will rebloom now. Um, they are biennial. This time of year, when you come into the garden center, you're going to see two different types of foxglove. You're going to typically see a foxglove that has no flowers on it, and then you're going to see some that have flowers that are reblooming. 
So a combination of both is good to have in your garden year in and year out. Many of the foxglove will bloom a second year. They don't take a rest period, okay? Um, Many of them will bloom the first year from planting also. So there's a lot of new genetics that kind of take some of the foxglove and make them where they're more perennial than they are biennial. Now, I'm not sure if everybody understands what a biennial is, so let's explain that a little bit. A biennial basically means it's a perennial that blooms every other year. So a lot of times, delaphinium can be one, um, dianthus can be one. Um, so there's many different one biennial types of plants. The breeding has moved away from it. So a lot of times these are much, much older fashion varieties, um, like straight digitalis purpurea or the species of foxglove, is a true biennial. And when I was a child, we used to grow our foxglove in the summer, we would overwinter them, and then they would come up the next year and they would bloom so that folks didn't have to really deal with overwintering them in the garden. Now we have both types. So it's really great because I've got foxglove that are sitting on the bench right now that have no blossom on them. They'll be amazing next year. It's time to put them in the ground so that you have these big, beautiful flowers, great sturdy plants, you know, uh, in the garden, and it'll really, really, really shine next year. So consider putting one in the garden this fall. Come into the garden center. You know, if you're looking for a little bit of fall color, we have some that also have some new bloom stems that are coming on for a later summer. Many of the new varieties, you know, like the Camelot series, if you prune the flower spike out after the spring bloom, you get two and three and four sets of blossoms. Now, the second and third and fourth set of blossoms are smaller and smaller. So you want to put your foxglove, like if you're using the Camelot series, to the middle to the front of your garden bed so that the second and third round of flowers are seen. If you're using it for a tall perennial, you may look at Foxy as a variety, you know, or some of the other series that get taller, but don't bloom as readily the second time around, but give you a big show in the, in the spring. Olivia, great question. Biennials are a little confusing. If you have more questions, don't hesitate to come into the yard or give us a call um, at the garden center. We certainly can kind of talk over all of those types of parameters. Um, We've got a question here from Betsy, and her she's from Cape Elizabeth, and she says, I have a wonderful fairy garden outside in my yard. I am looking to start one inside for my kids in the winter. Any ideas of how I can start that, and when should I start that to transition from summer to fall to winter? I love that you're thinking about winter gardening already. I think that's a wonderful thing and something that, you know, we all need to kind of I hate to say it, think about the dark days of winter. Because they're coming. I know it's August, you know. And I'm just looking out the window, and I think it's raining. Oh, boy. I'm going to the... This is the way it works when I go to the beach. That's all right. I'll love it. I'm going in the rain. Um, So, Betsy, the thing about fairy gardening is it's a great activity for the kids. Okay, so keeping it going year round, it's a great way to interact with the kids and keep them interested in gardening year round. Here's a couple things that I might suggest. House plants are a great way to work with indoor gardening. Okay, 
and terrariums are wonderful also. So you can start by putting a little terrarium together, you know, as we come over the next few months, and start in a terrarium. And then you might be able to work into your house plants that are in the house and have some small gardens in some of those pots. You may be able to harvest some moss in the fall to use in some of those things. Go out in the woods, find a nice mossy rock, and you can take that and scrape it right off. Um, you may find some on the north side of some trees. Um, but use some of the environment that's out there as some of your plants. You know, maybe there's a few small ferns you can find. A lot of times the moss will do wonderful if it's if it's moist all, all winter. The ferns may go dormant. They may not thrive. So switch over and use some of your house plants. You know, use some of your small growing plants. Um, you know, we have little three-inch uh, house plants that have just come in that, you know, are a great way to kind of start. Pull in some of those little accents that you've had in your garden out in the summer. Bring them in and maybe spin it a little bit. Maybe do a tropical theme, you know, where the fairies are going off to a, a, a winter vacation, you know, and they're uh, going to have a fun time and you build a little beach and, you know, you, you put a little palm tree in there. And so you, you set up a tropical theme, you know, you pull in some of that moss, you make a little moss garden, you know, well, maybe that's a, a, a early spring garden. So, you know, make it a vacation theme. You know, and maybe you're going to take a vacation this year and you use that as the theme and uh, you're able to bring the fairies along on your vacation. Um, so, you know, get creative with it. I think you can kind of, um, you know, just be playful with it and enjoy fairy gardening as much as you possibly can. Um, that I, I don't have any more about that. I think that's the coolest idea. I don't know as I'm going to do it. But um, I think, I think uh, go ahead and enjoy Fairy Gardening. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back for more of the Joy of Gardening on News Talk WLOB. You may not know it, but most lawn fertilizers actually spread chemicals and pesticides across your entire lawn. Until now, that's been the history of lawn care products. It's also why Espoma has developed an affordable, all-natural lawn program that is safe for kids and pets. The program consists of four organic fertilizers that are specifically formulated to keep your lawn green. Each product lasts two and a half times longer than traditional chemical products, and they won't burn your lawn or leach away. You already know Espoma as a name you can trust. They've been making organic plant foods like Hollytone and Planttone for over 84 years. Imagine a great-looking lawn that you're not afraid to walk barefoot on. It's a whole new day in lawn care. Look for Espoma organic lawn food products wherever quality lawn and garden products are sold. And visit Espoma.com videos to learn more about organic lawn care. Espoma, a natural in the garden since 1929. At Costa Maine Organic Products, we've known for a long time that plants love lobster just as much as people do. It's one of the reasons we started composting marine residuals back in 1996. And although we've had great success in getting gardeners and their plants hooked on lobster throughout New England, the Mid-Atlantic, and Midwest, the heart and soul of what we do is here in Maine. Plants love lobster because the calcium and chitin in the lobster shells break down in the composting process and become plant-ready food that help to make your plants strong and healthy. 
And of course, the plants don't use any butter, so they're even healthier. So support your local retailer and Maine's lobster industry by using Coast of Maine's Quaddy Lobster Compost in your garden. Coast of Maine, a lobster compost company. Approved for organic growers by the Maine Organic Farmers and Gardeners Association. Visit us at www.coastofmaine.com. Welcome back to the Joy of Gardening. I'm Tom Estbrook, your host, looking out the window at rain. This is beach time. This is fun in the sun. This is gardening. I hope it clears off today. I didn't get a chance to see the weather, but we're going to the beach regardless. I'm going to put on my polar fleece and go sit on the beach and enjoy life. But you should go to the yard sale in the Yarmouth store today. Um, It is on right now. I'm sure things are getting snapped up. It's 40 minutes in. We opened at 8 o'clock, and I'm sure things are kind of flying off the shelf. We always get a big, big rush first thing in the spring. The other thing that I want to let people know is this yard sale doesn't end, okay? It stays in the greenhouse, and things kind of continue to sell over time. So, you know, the, the really cool stuff might go quick, but there's a lot of things that you can come in and you might find a use for, you know, over the next week or two. Um, we keep kind of things out um, and and uh, people pick at them, you know. And the nice part about this is you can check out just like you normally would through the register. So you can use your credit cards. You can use all of that, you know. And uh, we're, we're very, very happy to do this for our employees, um, you know, make an opportunity. And then, of course, as a business, we get a lot of scratch and dent things. You know, we get a lot of things that we get credit from suppliers. We get a lot of things that are damaged. You know, you might find some fertilizers in there. You might find all kinds of things that, hey, I can save some money. And they're traditional yard sale prices. You know, a dollar, two dollars, three dollars, five dollars, six dollars. You know, I mean, really, really. Now, this is not like a traditional yard sale where you can dicker, though. That doesn't work. Sorry. Okay, um, it's the lowest price of the price, and it's what people want to put on it. We can't get into negotiating for every employee and all of this type of stuff. But um, I will say I was looking at prices down there, and some of the employees were buying some of the things that I, I put in there. And I'm a generous person when it's a yard sale. It's like, I'll oh, just get rid of it, you know. I, just take it away. Uh, so hopefully you can join us for the yard sale. Um, it goes on. It's not only today. So if you're, you're busy today, come on in tomorrow. You know, there'll still be some cool stuff there. And you never know. I was wandering through the greenhouse last night. Uh, I was closing the poinsettia house. I know we're heating poinsettias right now. Can you believe that? Uh, we have to heat the poinsettias to 72 degrees at night. So we are already burning oil, um, you know, for next well this christmas is crop so they're looking amazing but i was shutting the greenhouse and turning on the heat and stuff last night at at like nine o'clock and there's my aunt tammy she's in there and she's still bringing stuff down from the house and pricing it and and emmeline and and eddie uh were there with her and you know i kind of was walking through the greenhouse and man there's some cool stuff in here (laughs) and then i said i gotta go home i gotta get out of here before i decide to bring something home with me so um, we've got some more questions, though, but if uh, you have a question you want to call in, give us a call, 775-1310 or 877-393-8255. Uh, we've got a question from Jason from Standish. 
when should I prune my crab apple? I have orange dots on the leaves, and they're starting to drop. Uh, is there something else going on I should know about? We've we've kind of tackled this question a, a couple times, and this is the time of year when cedar apple rust arrives. It's shown up over the last probably month or so. And uh, Jason, you have cedar apple rust. Um, it's it's a fungus disease that uh, is very common. The alternate host or the host plant where the uh, you know disease comes from is is on juniper. And if there's any junipers in your yard, you can go inspect those and look. For for the gelatinous yellow-orange balls on your junipers. And what happens is, you know, birds and other things, wind, air, will move this disease around. And you have to have, you know, an apple or other plants that the host is juniper. And it's quite common. You can spray it with funganil um, by bonide. It it, uh, will help subside that. Um, But you're also having some fungal problems, uh, which the funganil will help with the leaf drop. You probably have some black spot or scab on the plant. Um, Pruning for your crab apple, I would recommend we probably wait till late fall or sometime during the winter. Um, is a great time to take off all the sucker growth of a crab apple. We can prune it. We will sacrifice a little bit of the blossom in spring, but really a dormant pruning on your crab apples is the best way to go. If you have not been watering your crab apple, my suggestion is to pick up the water. Uh, water stress is the number one thing when it comes to cedar apple rust attacking and or your diseases on crab apples, you know, like some of these um, black spots and, and other diseases that make the leaf drop. Um, when a crab apple or an apple tree gets stressed, it tends to really open itself up to problems. The other thing with water stress that is always a concern with a crab apple is borer. You know, an insect that will drill a hole into the main stem and go up in there and really weaken and stress the tree. So I hope that helps. Um, if you'd like, submit another question, you know, coming into winter, and we'll talk a little bit about what type of pruning you should do, how much growth you would take off, all of that type of stuff. So let's hold off a little bit, Jason, uh, but I think we should get a spray of funganil on that. Bonide funganil is what I would recommend. Next question is from Carol, and uh, she's from New Hampshire. So um, I've got veggies, and they're looking good, but my summer squash have light, a light gray haze on the leaves. I haven't had this problem in the past. What is it, and what can I do to alleviate the problem? Um, so Carol, it sounds to me like you've got powdery mildew and if you've got any pumpkin, squash, cucumbers, any other vining type of, uh, vegetables, it probably will be that zucchini would be another one that it will start to spread. Um, powdery mildew is very common. Uh, it's one of those things you may consider right now starting another, another squash plant you know, where we have time still for your summer squash to get a new plant going. Where you already have powdery mildew, it's probably going to be really tough to get rid of it, but I want to protect the other things that are in the garden. So, you know, a copper sulfate fungicide would be a great way. It's organic. Um, You know, follow the label accordingly, but um, Serenade's another organic that I might recommend. Um, Although it's tough to keep at bay because it is spread by splashing water. So every time it rains, every time you use a sprinkler, that splashing of the droplet spreads it, okay? So 
try to water at the base of plants. Try not to use a sprinkler. Try to use, you know, watering practices where you water early in the day rather than late in the day, though water stress is a concern. So if you come home late in the day and the plants are wilted, make sure and water them regardless because water stress is one of the things that open you up to all these disease and fungus problems. So if, you know, it's a hot day, you get home from work and you start to see the plants are all wilted, don't hesitate to get out there and water even though it's the wrong time of day. If you have a question, don't hesitate to call 775-1310 or 877-393-8255. We've got another question here. Um, This is from Sam. And her question is, how do I get rid of a mess of bittersweet, bamboo, and other brush. I have an area I want to clean out. I want my backyard to look like an oasis, not a jungle. Please help. Um, well, Sam, that, that's a that's a a common problem here in Maine. You know, bittersweet was planted back around World War One. It was planted on all these forts, and if you go along the islands, you'll see bittersweet everywhere. Now, bittersweet is spread many times by birds. So what happens is they eat the fruit, they fly away, they go. it goes through their system, they do their business, and it spreads the seed everywhere. Um, bamboo is a pain. And of course brush and other things that you want to clean out of an area, clean it up. It can be a process. Now, you have a couple things that are really, really invasive. The, the bittersweet and the bamboo are just frustrating to people. And I've had numerous conversations over the last couple weeks in the garden center about how to get rid of these things and we've just done a a couple spots about some of these problems with channel six also that'll be coming up um, in the next few weeks so you might catch something on the news also but with a lot of these things the best thing when your situation is go in and clear out all the brush clear out all the bamboo and clear out all of that awful bittersweet pull it out of the trees get it down on the ground cut it off cut everything down to the ground now is a perfect time to do it i know it's a lot of work and it's very very tough but there's really no way to get rid of all of that volume of material unless you do it so we'll get rid of all of that stuff take it off site or have a nice burn pile get rid of it and then we're going to wait for Mother Nature to do what it does best, and that's to sprout back up, okay? And we're going to be very aggressive on this. And unfortunately, there really isn't any organic way to control some of these things. We need to kind of get a little harsh, unfortunately, to kill the root systems of some of these these invasives. So in your situation, what we really need to do, we need to clean the area up, and as soon as things start to pop up, we're going to use a, a bonide vegetation killer. I know it sounds it's an awful name. I mean, I, I, as a company, I'm like, why would you put that on a on a bottle? It's just it just sounds nasty. The one thing about this product is it is made for these woody plants. Okay, it's not like a Roundup that you know you're going to spray on these plants and they're going to look back at you and go, that didn't work. Next, try me again. And if you use a product that isn't right, you're going to have to spray multiple times to get the same effectiveness. It doesn't necessarily matter if you put a higher rate or whatnot, but using the right product is very important. Where you have this area, you can basically spot treat it. 
okay? You don't have to spray the whole ground. If you want, just spray the stumps that are popping up. So you can use less product and be a safer situation. Now, you need to be diligent about doing it multiple times, though. So you're going to spray an area. It's going to pop back up. You're going to hit a few more things that you missed the first time. It's going to start to pop up again and hit a few more things. As you go, each application will be less and less and less. And what will happen is the area will be clean. My suggestion with this product is you do it now and we don't do any planting until next year. We give that time frame through until next spring for anything to sprout up and that we can clean the area. Then next year, a lot of the stumps, a lot of the things will be starting to rot. We can get in there, we can clean up some of that, and then we can start building a, a nice bed in the spring. So you can prep the bed, get it all ready to plant, and then over time you can add things back and forth. So I hope that helps, Sam. It's a, it's a, it's a tough situation. You're not alone. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more from the Joy of Gardening on News Talk WLOB. Regular old mulch leaving your plants wanting more? Casella's Organics Nutri-Mulch is a superior mulch for improving any landscape. Made in Maine from aged native bark and earth-life compost, its dark color and rich texture are ideal for perennials, ornamentals, trees, and shrubs. Earth-Life Nutri-Mulch is nutrient-stabilized with compost so the bark doesn't compete with plants for nutrients. Visit CaselaOrganics.com or call 800-4-COMPOST for a source near you. Summer sales at garden centers are a dime a dozen, but what are you really getting? Scrawny plants that nobody wanted in the first place won't help your garden. August Bargain Days at Estabrooks features big, beautiful, and healthy plants that have been cared for and, in many cases, grown by the talented staff, all at a fraction of the price. All plants are now 20 to 75% off at Estabrooks in Yarmouth, Scarborough, and Kennebunk. See the difference and save big today. To learn more, visit estabrooksonline.com. Estabrooks for the joy of gardening. Whether you're visiting for the summer or enjoying a vacation at home, the last thing you want to do is waste precious time, especially in the garden. Esther Brooks in Yarmouth, Scarborough, and Kennebunk makes decorating your home with beautiful plants quick and easy. They've got a great selection and great people here. I can always find what I need. It's just a wonderful place to shop. It's right down the road for me, too, so that makes it convenient. To learn more, visit EstherBrooksOnline.com. Esther Brooks for the joy of gardening. Back to the Joy of Gardening by Estabrook. I'm Tom Estabrook on this slightly rainy Saturday morning. I hope you're able to get out and check out our yard sale. Uh, I'm going to the beach. I'm going to the beach. I'm going to enjoy myself today. We're going to have a fun time regardless if it's raining. So with that optimism, let's talk a little bit about Japanese beetles. Uh, question after question after question about Japanese beetles. They don't seem to be terrible this year. Um, if you have a question, don't hesitate to give us a call, 775-1310 or 877-393-8255. They haven't been all that bad, but I've got a question here, and Japanese beetles are eating my basil. Help! <laughs> Do you have an organic I can use to keep them away? Organics are pretty tough on Japanese beetles, but I've been hearing some really good things. 
So Captain Jack's Dead Bug Brew. That's really, it's just weird to me, you know. Cool product, okay? It's made by Bonide. We've talked a lot about Bonide this this week, you know, because we carry a lot of it. But Captain Jack's is something that people seem to be really latching on to. And what this is is it's smashed up bugs you spray on your plants, okay? So it's kind of a, a natural, you know, type predator kind of thing going on there. Uh, it's a little bit gross, to be perfectly honest, to spray dead bugs on something you're going to eat though i have a little bit of an issue with that but some people absolutely say it's amazing now obviously we would recommend you wash off your basil after you pick it but they seem to be having you know customers seem to be really doing well with it in their vegetable gardens so consider that another great alternative is to use a row cover or a product called harvest guard this is just a a a light white cheesecloth like product that the Japanese beetle can't get to your basil. The other thing I love about it is it slightly shades your basil. And in the hot summer sun, a lot of times you'll see your leaves will get a little bit of browning. You'll get some sun scald if they get too dry while you're away. This gives you about 10 degrees um, you know, protection from the heat, and it also gives you some light shade. Now, I wouldn't keep it on forever because you want that basil to have some natural sunlight. But if you find there's a stretch where you're having a lot of problems, you may cover over some of your plants. The other thing about this Harvest Guard, it works wonderful on radishes to keep maggots out. So we plant your your, um, your radish seed right now. You cover over the bed before it even sprouts, and then you never have any maggots in your radishes. Or you put it over your um, wonderful cucumbers and it'll keep cucumber beetle out now the tough part is that only works when they're young because we have to have the bees come in and cross pollinate otherwise you don't get any fruit so it's a good early on protector of a lot of different things so i hope that helps japanese beetles are tough to do but there are some organics that seem to be working quite well and we have adam from gray his uh, question is my veggies and herbs are all starting to bolt um, is this any reason we might be happening because of water stress from the heat, not harvesting enough, or um, a lack of fertilization? Um, I think, Adam, probably it is a combination of all three of those. Okay, we had really heat, you know, that was just awful. And we're seeing bolting on broccoli is seems to be a problem. Basil is, is bolting. Uh, we've seen a lot of arugula and some of the lettuce starting to bolt. And a lot of it has to do with, I think, fertilization and or if you haven't been harvesting some of these things and you planted them really early, you probably have gone too far. Once a plant bolts, it really starts to take on a very bitter taste, really awful. So you may consider pulling that stuff out, replanting for a nice fall harvest, maybe put some extra beans in, maybe put some radishes, some more lettuce couple cucumbers, summer squash, zucchini, and you're going to have a real nice harvest all the way into September and October. So cut your losses at this point. If the broccoli is bolted, let's just call it what it is and get rid of it and just move on. So clear that space, reprep, add a little compost, replant, and I think you're going to have an unbelievable fall harvest to go with your tomatoes and everything else that is doing really, really well. Well, we're pretty much getting towards the end here. We'll stick in a real quick question here. It was Karen from Kennebunkport. 
and she wants to start moving plants around. You know, time to start transplanting. And this is kind of where I want to leave for the for the end of this show. It's time to start thinking about moving plants. And we've got a lot of questions right now that people want to move plants. Take a deep breath. Do your bed prep for where you're going to put the plants. Okay? Get those things ready so in three weeks, I'm going to fire off a gun on the show and we're going to go, transplant! It's time to go. Okay? It is time to start thinking about dividing and moving some of your perennials, trees, shrubs, but it's a little early. I usually like to say third week of August is when to start, all dependent on moisture. Get out there. Get to the yard sale. Enjoy your garden. Have a great week.